a blow on. There we go. She just had that one. What what can I do? Scaring me. I feel like I'm a changed man. When I used to uh, go around to women's houses for brews, it was something else. No, it's podcasting. Yeah. And suspicious dog's eyeball. I know. From this, the corner. I, if you hear growling in the background. It's a massive black dog that's got a big head. They're a real well stroke, but Stacey says I've got he's a, a big be- dog. He's a beautiful boy, but he's very nervous. Mm. Are you, Ronnie? You can So, welcome to a Wednesday podcast. Or because Stace is being whisked away to go... My birthday. My birthday, so I'm, I'm, I'm going on holiday for my birthday. My lovely Thursday. husband. Thursday this year. Yeah, again. <laughs> I was going to say 21, but I don't want to take the piss. Do you know, my mum used to do that. Well, her and her, her best mate, Jeanette, like she'd get a card on her birthday and it'd be, always be like a 21 card and it, inside it they're like, again, and this went on for like 10 years. It's all about consistency. I mean, there we go. Good genes, youthful, youthful. Next, is that probably more from your dad's side? Yeah, yeah. Um, it should. I feel like you should be hosting this podcast, I like bro. because yeah, like I've got my own lovely chair, lovely marble table. It's like I'm just trying Joe about how we've redecorated. Since we last yeah, it's it's also like entering a cartel's gaff because you have to go through electric gates. I did want to jump, but Stace won't let me. I could have definitely jumped. They're not stopping anyone, man. Yeah, the dogs would have been very upset if you'd have jumped over the fence. Yeah, so where are you going? Going to it? Well, we're um, quite drunk the whole thing on just the quick version. I mean, we've only got an hour. It's just I've been telling people lately and I can see their eyes glaze over and they're like, oh, that sounds really nice. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're flying into Zurich. Then we're going over to a little place in Switzerland called Chur. Um, and then from Chur, we're getting the train to Venice. And I think it's called the Benina Express. But it's this um, fantastic route through the Alps. And the trains have got like these wraparound windows. So you've got like great views. So we're into Venice for a couple of days. And then we go across to Lake Garda for a couple of nights. And then we come home. I'm very excited. That's reality. Can't wait. Yeah. No, sounds lovely. So, yeah, we are recording the podcast on a Wednesday. Um, so for the fans out there, they get us early, which is lovely. Oh, you want to put it out today? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, we did have a few questions um, that popped in. Uh, if you'd like to open up your picture, um, I sent you a picture with all the questions on from the white. Oh, cool. Okay. There's one there that's uh, about overtraining. It. Is overtraining a thing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Should we start with that one? Yeah. Is overtraining a thing? Um. Yeah. I would say yes, it is uh, massively. There is, there's been people over there, like over there, because I watched an American say it's like to do a little video on it, saying like people never overtrain, but you could say that in some aspects they'll never overtrain exercise wise, but I'd say the lack of recovery would mean, you know, that they're not getting they're not getting any bang for the buck. They're not recovering enough, and then they're relying on training, thinking that's the magic pill that's gonna solve everything in their lives, but I would definitely say overtraining is a thing in terms of you can just look at it from a recovery standpoint, you know, and the stresses in life. Yeah, and that's the important one because you you need to get to know how your body feels. So what feels good for you? Because it'll be different for everybody. Like we've all got different tolerance levels. We've all got different levels of stress in our lives. And stress isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's our response to it and it's how much can accumulate and 
um, if we're not dealing with it, so if we're not taking recovery days and if we're not taking rest, then it can obviously become problematic. But there is actually a clinical um, uh, classification, I think. Okay. The correct like terminology is for um, like overtraining. Um, it's more to do with kind of like athletes though, and it's yeah. called REDS. No. So um, I'll get like the full kind of like breakdown if anybody wants any information for that. But when we touched on kind of like the women anyway for hypothalamic amenorrhea mm. like that's a, a part of the classification of reds kind yeah. of um not being able or not having um a menstrual cycle um and there are lots of other kind of like side effects as well but that's typically seen in athletes female athletes yeah. um but obviously anybody that's kind of like elite amateur yeah. potentially can be affected as well but yeah it just making sure that you're taking rest days and next carl said before like the main aim like whatever it is that you're doing whether you know you're amateur or you you know you partake in kind of like competitions or you do marathons or like whatever your sport is the aim is always to perform at your best yeah so if you're not doing that so like if you're not enjoying the activity when you're doing it if you're not recovering like if you're always getting poorly as well that's a big one um, so yeah, so just kind of like monitoring that, like you know what a good day feels like. And if you can't remember the last time you had a good day or a good session or everything just feels hard work or really heavy, whether that's the weights that you can normally lift easily or your legs feel like lead if you're going out running or, you know, cycling or anything like that. And it's definitely something that you want to look into. And if you're always sore as well, yeah. like constant dons and be a sign of under recovery, that is not something to be chased. Like yeah, there's so many people dons are normal. Um, if you do like a new session, new exercise, so it's a response to a new stimulus. If you're always getting doms and you last for ages, that's definitely a warning there's, sign. There's so many people that look at that, look at that as like the well done badge. Oh my yeah. God, my legs were sore after that session. And you're, session. Yeah, and you're like, all right, that's not good though. It's the third week in on this. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's a good thing. Why do you have doms for three weeks? Yeah, because like, it's like that thing and it's that stimulus in your brain where people align that with, I've done something today when, You've actually done something anyway, but you're not. You shouldn't be chasing the soreness, the tiredness, the out of breath all the time, and things like that. Um, obviously, we, we talk about this quite a lot. He was so close to coming, like, and having a little he stroke on it. Yeah, he did have a good sniff from it. I was, I was nervous. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. So it's like, again, if you're looking from a performance aspect, and you're working towards something, yet each week. I don't know. Let's let's look at it from a marathon standpoint, and you're doing like five k's, ten k's, and so on and so on. But each time, you're not really noticing any improvements within your running. Um, you're not noticing any improvements where it feels, the way the times are racking up. Then that's that's a sign to say, you know, a rest day is needed. Like I know there's another question on there saying how many rest days should you take. Yeah. And again, it comes it from that. Yeah, it comes from that. Um, I was speaking to a client before. It's like. It's kind of a bit of courage really uh, to have to be able to self-regulate your training within a session uh, within a week within whatever because again it's always this uh this stigma of we need to be pushing as hard as we can and if we're not pushing as hard as we can then we're failing or whatever but to have the courage to say do you know what last week on a certain exercise i did 100 kg this week it's gonna have to be 60 because pretty much fucked it like that's the case of um for our members that come to the gym they're always going to look at a session in a monetary value like they're going to look at i've paid for the month up front yeah. so i'm not missing a session so that's where you have to have this self-regulation where you're like right it's not going to be the best session i am going to go in because i want to get uh, the value for money's worth 
Um, so I'm going to have to just rein it in a little bit. And it does take a little bit of courage because, you know, the ego's at the back of your head uh, saying, oh, you should go more. You did 100 last week. You should go one cent this week. Or you're comparing yeah. yourself to what somebody else is exactly. doing, especially if you train with the same kind of people, yeah. like, you know, similar session. Yeah, how many times do you get that? What did they do on this session? Oh, yeah, like oh, the looking over. I was like, you know what gets me like I don't like, obviously like a bit of healthy competition mm. great I'm all for it especially like, on the finishes when you can kind of like you know you can go for it a little bit more if you've got it but it's the ones where they're kind of like mid lift and then they're eyeballing the person next and I'm like your neck please please do not break your spine look at yourself in the mirror mid lift um, I love I love people look in the mirror mid lifts oh no you don't um, so when it comes to rest days then um, how many recommended so we've said it depends and obviously that's the caveat for a load of stuff isn't it because the thing is everybody's different everybody's individual um, and you know women especially will know like wherever they are in their cycle and again super individual but you might need to back off a little bit because your fatigue or even like women that are going through like perimenopause like fatigue is a big issue for them it can be a big issue so it's recognising that something is always going to be better than nothing and none of your sessions have to be perfect one because it doesn't exist but two because it's just not practical it's not real life is it like you're just getting you do your best and whatever that looks like for you it's going to be a win because it's better than staying at home sitting on the couch really yeah. sorry for yourselves but that being said some days maybe a walk might be better yeah, yeah. than getting Definitely. in the gym maybe just turning up to the gym so you're sticking with your routine but you're modifying a load of stuff or you come in and you're doing a little bit of mobility do you know what i mean like whatever it looks like but Monitor your performance, so monitor your output, monitor your sleep, your overall stress. Are you getting what you want out of the sessions? And are you covering the basics? So are you eating enough to perform the way that you want? That's a big one. Is your sleep okay? Yeah. Are you hydrated? Do you know what I mean? Because it's great. I know a lot of people use training as a, a de-stressor, mm, yeah. which is brilliant, but we can't underestimate or ignore that training is a form of stress. Good stress because we want to put stress on the muscles so they adapt and they grow and they repair and all that kind of stuff but you've got to be able to recover from it but some people some people will be able to train every day but they'll be managing their volume and they won't be going all out every day and they'll be switching up the sessions that they're doing so it won't be the same muscle groups every day because that accumulating that level of fatigue um you know is obviously going to have an impact and it's just increases your risk of getting injured doesn't yeah. it? and that's what we're trying to avoid you want to train so you are stronger and you've got a better quality of life i feel like we say this yeah, no, no. i mean we are going to be repetitive on here because that's like literally yeah. who we are like in terms of but we get really similar questions don't we so like there's always like themes to these which is great yeah. because there are always going to be new people that are like come into the podcast or come into these questions on their own I mean because they're at a different stage of their own training so maybe yeah. these things haven't occurred to them before or they've noticed that they plateaued or they're always sore or something's going on and like, ah, oh, that's new for me. Yeah. What do I do about it? I feel like I feel like one our our goal with with um just our coaching style, I would say, I know for my for me personally, it's like it's always been about controlling the ego. So like you always get like new people come to the gym and they feel like they have to do everything straight away. So they've bought into the 12 week thing and it's everything. Do you know, it's like. I feel like they've got something to prove. In yeah. So, like, you know, I used to do this and all that language yeah. and stuff like that. And, and from my perspective of uh, coaching, it's like, right, I always want to rein people in and just let them understand again, you've got to have this balance of some days I'm going to be able to push and some. And on them days that you are feeling good, 
push on every exercise in terms of like yeah. I always see it with the favorite exercises they'll push on them even when they're tired like the bench press or something like that but when it's a single leg when it's a Bulgarian we'll get out an 8kg kettlebell and it's like that'll do and it's like no 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 that is a great point to make though how many people and obviously we don't want to be like I'll pick calling men. anybody out I'll pick on men all day oh, men, like, men shit out of it men Bulgarian split squats and hip thrust or glute bridges yeah. they will always go lighter can I can I give you a nick can they give you a nick? We've got, there's a lot, there's a lot, okay, there's a few little licks going around. When you're in the gym and you see a man can only hip thrust 60 kg. They always fix the Sorry, if you're offended by that, um, I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> the thrust is a must. Yeah, the thrust is a must because what is going on on them weekends? Not much if it's only 60 kg. Uh, so far performance. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's like you want to be able to have that awareness of your training. I think that's another thing, like having that awareness of your training overall, looking at a training cycle or a year or whatever it might be. And it's so hard for us to compute in our brains a year down the line. But it's not that long. I mean, what we're now mid-March already. And it's like it's like in, in the within the strong program, we're in what, week 10, week 11, whatever it might be. So again, that's a lot of time that's gone by just in the blink of an eye so it's having that awareness of where we can and where we can't push and i always think people just want to push on that favorite exercise which again would be like let's say a major lift a deadlift a squat a bench they'll want to push on that especially when they're looking like they, they need a rest i think they'll always be happy to push on that but in reality you could probably get more bang for your buck if you just look to the accessories and uh especially with a single leg work single leg work carries over massively for you in terms of building um i try to use the word basically equal measures over cross because obviously if you're you've got the cross body effect yeah. haven't you so a guy had a question the other week about somebody um it was bulgarians actually and they let's say their right leg was their strong leg mm. but the left leg they were really struggling like even just sitting body weight on that with bulgarian yeah. and don't get me wrong it is a particularly challenging exercise um but they're like I said, well, you know, you can wait the other side. Um, and then it's all relative, isn't it? Because because it's harder for your body weight, then, you know, you're still going to be working more sides. She's like, well, is, is that not going to have a detrimental effect? Yeah. So like, well, you're not going to just have like one massive yeah. like, for like one forward or hamstring or whatever one side. I said, because you still will see this in people who have injuries, yeah, yeah. training just the, in the, the studies on that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's, there's I mean, you can, yeah. you can find a study for anything. Okay. But... Yes. This Sings to KG hit thrust being the best lovers. I doubt it. <laughs> There's some nice research about the beneficial effects in the injured limb yeah. when you work the non-injured um, limb. Okay. Do you know what I mean? When you still... That's active. pretty safe, when you think it is, of it. Is, yeah. It's cool. Like, the human body is amazing, but um, I forgot what I was saying. Why was I talking about... Because we were saying about the benefits of maybe maybe pushing on, like, the accessory work and single legs, like, the benefit yeah. that you cross over to when you go back to squatting, like maybe the next week, like let's say you felt shit, but you still pushed it for whatever yeah. reason. Because you're addressing your imbalances as yeah. well, aren't you? Which is good. Because if you're always doing like bilateral movements, so like both arms, both legs, then you've got the stronger side, which will compensate for that slightly weaker side. So that's why we do single arm, single leg stuff, because you've kind of got to weed out, haven't you, the weaknesses, and you've got to force it to work harder. Um, so yeah, you know, it is, it is important I've got to do that. Oh, do you know what? I think as well, it's always worth kind of reminding people that the accessories support the main. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a few people mention that they're either not getting to all three sessions, 
Um, so they're missing out doing chins or they're only doing chins once per week, this block. Yeah. And they're worried that they're going to suffer. And I'm like, yeah, but look at all these other exercises that support you getting stronger at chins. So, you know, your bicep work and then your rows or, you know, just any exercise that's going to work your lats as well. That all um, will transfer into, you know, yeah. your chins. Got a funny story about from yesterday. I was doing a single arm press and I thought the uh, bench was loose and massively wobbly, but it wasn't. It's was just my right side's really wobbly. And I, to be honest, I nearly fell off the bench. I thought it was that wobbly. Oh, no. I have no idea what was going on. Then went to my left side, which is, let's say, the weaker side. Yeah. Sturdy. Sturdy as anything. But, by God, when I was doing the right side, I honestly thought, this must be really loose because I was rocking all over. Blaming oh, the back. He's just coming for a sniff. He's okay. Hey, wow. I just want to stroke his massive fan. You might be able to in the end. Just patience. I am. I'm very patient. There's a lesson for you all, guys. Patience. Um, that's one. That's one thing that is my philosophy. You've got to be patient with everything you set within there, within life and goals and gym and results. Results. Hashtag. Because yeah, like smash it. Unless you've got like really specific goals, so you've got like deadlines for stuff. So if you've got like a sporting event, mm. like what's the rush? yeah like do you know what i mean like what are you going to do just like stop and give up because you've not got your results straight away like imagine how how fine you could be along in your progress in six months time if you just stick with it i think like like i said last week like working towards a photo shoot once that would give me like the idea of time frames what you could play around with and things like that and uh how strict you have to be and and i, I remember doing a second photo shoot and uh I was very like a lot looser with it because I just give myself a longer period of time to work with, had a bit more fun, you know, in terms of like, if I wanted to go out for some social food, I went out and I didn't really have to cut back too much or anything. Well, again, that was just because I give myself a longer time period rather than thinking, oh, this has got to be done within eight weeks. I've got to have eight weeks of hell and stuff like that. So it shouldn't be hell. You should be able to enjoy something like that because one meal out isn't going to ruin any of your progress at all. Well, people do, but I think it's not so much that they think one meal will ruin their progress. It's how they respond to that one meal that they're telling themselves is a cheat or, you know, is bad or, you know, whatever other story they're telling themselves. So it's the knock-on effect of that. So one meal out, maybe a couple of drinks enjoying yourself, then turns into a full weekend of fuck it. Yeah. I'll start again on Monday. And it's like, if you are never on a plan, you can never be off plan. If you're always trying to do the best that you can in line with the goals that you've set. Nobody's forcing you to do these things. Like, this is what you said you wanted to do. And then you just you just go back, you just draw a line underneath it. And it's like, right, okay, this is going to take me closer to my goals. That's where I want to go. That's literally every choice you have is it's down to you. And it, no one's uh, forcing you into certain situations or anything like that. As long as you can accept that, you know, there's plenty of help out there, whether you've got a coach, PT, uh, group friends whatever it might be you can always have help that's right lads stiff me get to know me um <laughs> like you might you know it's always going to be down to you and you have to put you have to hold yourself responsible uh, for these things like if you want to do something it's down to you to actually do it so like take some responsibility for your goals for your actions Massively. and um just accept it because at the end of the day you know everyone fucks up from time to time and there's nothing wrong with that at all i mean how you respond to it though isn't it like that's the difference like you either react so you 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 say fuck it you throw in the towel or you go under whatever it is or you respond and you go all right okay so maybe that wasn't necessarily in line with my goals but i know what is i know what i need to do next and i can do that i can make a different choice at any point 
Like, there's never a time when you don't get to make a different decision, ever. This is going to your head and saying, eat the donut. Actually, you can choose then, because you can say, well, no, you could choose, couldn't you? You're going to stop thinking about the donut, aren't you? After that, you're going to stop fixating on it. And donuts, they're always, they always taste better in your head anyway, don't they? Most of them anyway. Don't know about all that stays. So I've had some fantastic Have donuts. Oh, I've not been to America yeah. doing a tour de donuts. Yeah, so no, I, I maybe that's I get not now. Um, this, this next question. Is it, is it about any? Yeah. Is it about anyone in particular? I'm going to go in hard on this. What colour metcons are acceptable? Well, first of all, PC plod Phil. Right. You started tearing into everyone wearing metcons. Now, you've gone in the bargain basement and found what can only be described as a special buy for 20 quid. And then you're walking around in the shortest shorts with no socks on as well. And you just, I don't know what the look is, Phil. I just don't know what it is. Maybe get some longer shorts, put some socks on with it. But whatever it is, it's just not working right now. <laughs> so any color would work. I just think the short shorts... And I'm sure today you had no boxes on doing them crab walks. I'm sure I saw a bollock. I really am. Oh, that's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. So any colour will go. It's just it. Will we go with bollocks showing? Probably not. I'd rather, I'd rather there weren't any bollocks showing. Thank you. Thank you. Right then. Um, okay, so next question. Is nutrition more important than training to maintain physique, fitness, etc.? Um, I wouldn't say... It's more important because if you are trying to maintain fitness, then you've got to maintain your activity levels in whatever you're doing. When it comes to physique, they both play a part because it depends what your starting point is. So if you've got to reduce body fat, then nutrition is most important there because you've got to be in a calorie deficit to reduce body fat yeah. because just doing more and more and more and more exercise will lead to fatigue, burnout, you being even hungrier because your activity levels are through the roof. So you you won't be in um, a calorie deficit. So yeah, you've got to you've got to do both essentially. But if you're talking about physique changes, um, body composition changes, then nutrition yeah. is the focus. And then for overall fitness, then you've just got to look at your activity level. So if I was trying to improve my cardiovascular fitness, then I would do more cardiovascular training, so more more cardio, whatever form that might look like. I would also try and just pick one of those i think if you're thinking performance wise uh improving cardiovascular and then thinking physique it's like that fine balance and i always think if i'm honest going for a performance goal you kind of always get that byproduct to a uh well what you whatever you class as a better physique if you're looking for abs and stuff like that, you're looking to lose some body weight well, i always you stop focusing yeah. just on the physical just on how you look and you start concentrating on how you feel and putting good habits and routines in place. Sometimes that stuff just takes care yeah. of yourself because you're enjoying the process. Yeah, rather than massive like I feel like, because if you, again, we'll go back to when you said you was doing the photo shoot and you have checking all the time, you know, it's the same thing. Like, you know, if you have checking, you're looking at yourself all the time, you're not seeing the difference. It's like, you only see a difference if you well, take- It's like a compulsion. Yeah, I, I know that's quite a It's weird. It's like just, oh, I've just, uh, I've just had a poo, I've got an app, I don't know. So it's like just having a little pop here and there all the time. Um, but like when it's performance goals, you're not, you, well, you can't check your performance all the time. You've got to rest. You can like, measure oh. it, but it's it's always looking Oh, back, you can't do it, it like walking past the mirror though, can you? Like you can't just. Let's see how fast you can. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just see how fast I run from the kitchen to the front room and do that every five seconds. It's like you, you'd have to wait to go back to, I don't know, 
week four, week five of a, um, of a program, that's when I retest my squat. That's when I retest this, when it's what it might be. So it's not, you're not that compulsion of, oh, I'm, I'm shredded. Yeah. I'm not shredded or yeah, whatever it might be. feel very different to how they look. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think that's important to know because like you touched on last week about body dysmorphia. That's very much about how you feel, about how you look, yeah. not how you look objectively. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you could look in the best shape, but you wouldn't see that. Yeah. You wouldn't feel or think that you you uh, you look like that. And it's again, it's those stories that you tell yourself. So it's a case of just have a way of objectively measuring these things, especially when it comes to performance. Because a great way is like, well, how do you feel like for the same work? So the same amount of time, same distance, whatever it is that you're doing. Like, do you feel better this week? Is it easier? Is your breathing, um, you know, more steady? You know, are you recovering quicker? Yeah. I'm just going to have a look through uh, some questions that came in from a huge fan. Uh, just seeing if we could go well, Would you say our number one fan? Probably. <laughs> Definitely number one fan. I'll ask this question to you. You can ask this. Second. not going to be about nuts, is it? If you had just one type of nut, <laughs> what would it be? And what gives you the most benefits from a nut? I mean, just go with whichever you enjoy. And, you know, the mad thing is, like, most of the, the things that we call nuts aren't actually nuts. Some of them are like legumes. Like, peanuts aren't actually a nut, are they? I don't know things. Yeah, like, Google it, guys. You can check. But, yeah, some of them are kind of like... Uh, legumes. I've legumes or, like, seeds legumes. or, like, something else. But, yeah, whichever one you put. I, I love peanut butter. Like, man alive. If you've never tried it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's my favourite. You're welcome. And I, I get it. It's took you birthday. Yeah, and my favourite one is the chocolate one. Mm, so, the chocolate yeah, peanut butter. Really nice. Really, really nice. But um, I'm also partial to uh, cashew and almond and a macadamia. Do you know what I mean? I don't discriminate when it comes to nuts. <laughs> like my dad, never tell you about my dad. But for some reason, let's bring you in. Cashews, he would bring like every. So PT, my dad. Um, and if he's not bringing me bottles of wine as a thank you, he's bringing me bags of cashews. Um, I don't know why. Um, it's turned into a bit of a thing now. But um, yeah, like whichever. I mean, specific benefits i wouldn't really worry about it like if you include nuts and seeds as part of a diverse diet you're going to be getting some great essential fats from those but go with what you like there's no point you know including stuff in your diet that you really don't like yeah explore the nuts yeah go crazy sean <laughs> you can ask me that one Which one? i'll answer this you want to bob it yeah oh why are air fryers so good or healthier? <laughs> air fryers are fantastic, people. Um, I've got a discount code because I'm a sponsored athlete from Ninja. So uh, if you just put in Carl, Carl15 <laughs> at checkout, you'll get a 15% discount on any air fryer. No, I think air fryers, um, I mean, I don't know if you class them as healthier, um, maybe because you're not putting any extra added oils in. Yeah, I think... I mean, no damage there from my perspective because I would still oil stuff because I'm still cooking a frying pan and I still oil. You have a taste as well, don't you? Like, like we need like fats. Fats are essential. Um, so I think putting them in your diet or your meals where you're actually going to taste them yeah. um, is better because well, they're just nice. They taste yeah. nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like times or cooking when you're not necessarily going to taste the difference in oils, I wouldn't worry about. It. Like if you're yeah. cooking a stir fry. Yeah, if you yeah, just yeah, use something yeah. like fry light, 
But if you're making like a really lovely dressing for a salad, yeah. use like extra virgin olive oil go, or like avocado go, yeah. oil or, yeah. you know what I mean? Something like that that you're yeah. actually going to taste. Yeah. Because it aids satiety as well. So it helps you feel fuller for longer, um, um, including fats in your meals. But healthier, yeah, probably just because of that, because, you know. I you would just say, oil or cooking it in it. for the simple fact that you just, it's like magic. You just pop stuff in, close it and open it and it's just there, ready to go. But it's just so convenient and it just, it's I think. It's less energy as well though, so you don't have to heat the whole oven. So again, we're not paying on the, as well, that's brilliant. Um, paying less, so it's, yeah, saving your money. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, no, it's literally it's just so convenient. Like you literally just chuck your stuff in. It takes about maybe anywhere between. I'm gonna five five to eight minutes quicker than a normal oven. Yeah, yeah, take maybe, it, yeah. yeah and uh, yeah, they're just a great buy. Just chuck some chicken in there, make yourself some nachos. It's all a good time. I've even cooked uh, a fillet steak in there that came out rather well. So yeah, so just for convenience overall. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, best purchase I have made in a long time. Yeah. And I've purchased a lot of things in my life. <laughs> Go on then, what other questions did he have? Uh, There's quite a few on here, yeah. Again, oh. I love having my protein shake mixed with all sorts, but I've heard, it's, but I've heard it's not as good as eating food. Is this true? So protein shakes over normal food, is that the... Is that the gist um, there? So, uh, again, it kind of depends. So, if you can have a full meal, then go for a full meal. You're going to feel fuller for longer. You're going to feel satiated, satisfied, because you're going to get the benefit of the different textures, like slowing down and actually enjoying your food. Like, who wouldn't rather have a meal than, like, a yeah. shake? That being said, protein shakes, really convenient. So, if you're exercising... And you're not going to get the chance to, you know, have a proper meal. Maybe you've got to go straight to work. You know, maybe busy. Maybe you've got to do something else. And having a shake can be fantastic. It can be really convenient. The only thing is, drinking your calories isn't satiating because you don't. Obviously, it's quicker to drink it than it is to like slow down, chew, um, and you know. Uh, You've never seen Jake a drink a monster, have you? It takes me at least. 90 minutes to download. Well, he just like savors it yeah. though, doesn't he? So yeah, so you can consume more calories drinking them um, than you can by eating like a full mixed meal. So they can, again, be really, really helpful for somebody. Um, so let's say you've got an elderly relative who hasn't got much of an appetite, but you're trying to, um, you know, get more calories in them, um, get more protein in them because... Um, the aging population have higher requirements for protein because they're slightly anabolically resistant. Um, so that could be excellent. If you are somebody that's trying to put on weight and you struggle to do that, then making yourself a shake with a load of protein, maybe some peanut butter, um, you know, like milk. So you've got loads of calories in there. Yeah. You're not going to feel overfaced by drinking that. You could consume more calories. So yeah. if you are struggling eating a lot of calories through meals, then Potentially adding a shake could be really useful. I'll always remember when we first got the, uh, when, what's it called? The Nutribullet mm. at the gym. Um, it came out. I remember we used to put all sorts in it. You know? And that's why I think he's put all sorts because I remember putting uh, peanut butter. We had all the berries. Shot of coffee. Oh, yeah. Okay. It tastes like biscuits in the end, basically. Okay. It just tastes like one big biscuit. And uh, I'm trying to think, well, about 500 bananas in there. All sorts of nuts. He wasn't discriminative then, I tell you. I'm a favourite nut that was all in. Didn't he not? Yeah. Uh, and I basically he was chewing that. 
Oh, right. Okay. Well, that was a... Uh, Not quite a that, break then. Yeah, no, it was it was something else. And when you're saying it's easy to drink, no. that Maybe not forever. that. Not with all those bloody bananas in it. It's like when I told you about going to that guy, Jim Allen's, and he gives that... Sh- Big Al. Big Al. Luxembourg. Yeah. And, and honestly, <laughs> drinking that first shake, you give me, I was like, can't get this down. Oof, one for me, yeah. Um, how do I stay motivated all the time? What tips can I give you? I'm up and down. I know. I kind of hate that question because nobody's motivated all the time. I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm never. I'm not that motivated. If I'm honest, if I didn't play my sport, roller hockey, which is a dying sport, unfortunately, um, oh. but probably I'd say so. In my opinion, it is uh, too many. Uh, what is it called? Too many cooks in the kitchen running it. Um, oof, controversial. I'll say how it is. If, you, if anyone wants to do a podcast and roller hockey, I'll go in deep, man. I don't care. Anyway, so um, I'd say my motivation, I'm, I'm very rarely motivated. I just understand. Um, I just understand the, the value of, uh, well, let's say discipline and showing up. I know that showing up for pretty much anything works. So whether it be showing up for work, showing up for a client, uh, showing up for myself and training, um, I probably, probably would be in that order as well because I'm, not that selfish so i wouldn't put myself first so i know full well i'll show up for work show up for the client and then show up for myself so i just know that showing up week in week out day in day out um gets me to a place where i can still play um the sport that i absolutely love um, at the level that you want to as well yeah I very because you play at a really decent level yeah i play a very decent level is it like the top end of like your I, I would say well over in this country it is and I mean, I've played over in Europe and things like that um, in the top league, so I could probably still do that if I didn't have a full-time job here and I could just pack up and go away, but, you know, responsibilities and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, like, I think that's a goal for me. You know, you don't want to compare myself to Ronaldo. No, I'm only joking. Like, you know, you see, I, I always feel at the minute within, within athletes in pro sports, I feel like my generation have, like, lasted that a little bit longer. And you'll always hear, like, let's say... Uh, Within football, you'll hear someone say, oh, they're 36 now, they're 37 now, they're 38 now. Like, James Milner for Liverpool gets the Boy best. James Boy James Milner. <laughs> just doing his ironing. He gets he gets the best fit results, like in the fit test within the Liverpool camp out of everyone. So, like, that must be ranging from, what, 17 years old? And he's probably the old one. Because you think it's just that he's got a, a different work ethic? I don't, I don't know. I feel like maybe there's been that switch within our generation where it's... Um, you know, better understanding of fitness and things like that, better understanding of overall health so players can last longer because I do get really pissed off when people say, well, you know, they're past the peak now, they're at 31. I think, fucking hell, I wish I was 31, do you know what I mean? Um, but like my daily habits, routine or whatever it might be, it's, it's very rarely I'm motivated and, you know, I listen to that 6am grind speech from that, it's 6am, your hands on the clock and all that and I think, fuck you, mate, I get up at half full. Um, you have an hour and a half flying, but yeah, it's it's more. I val I know the value of like discipline and actions every day and just showing up. Yeah, simpler. I think you've got to just take it a day at a time, haven't you? Because you can't possibly stay motivated all the time. Like you can't possibly be happy all the time, and hopefully yeah. you're not sad all the time. Yeah. It's an emotion, and if you build really strong habits and you've got a routine, um, and the things that you're doing that you want to do support you know, um, your lifestyle, they support your health, they support your well-being, 
and you remember why you're doing them. So you've got specific goals or, you know, you just, you want to feel better. Then that's the kind of stuff that, that gets you up. But just removing as many barriers as possible as well. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to sleep in the gym kit if they yeah. get to the 6 a.m. session, but can you have your gym kit out ready for you so you see it as soon as you wake up? Like, can you kind of like remove some of the stuff that normally gets in your way? So can you have your gym kit in your bag so you can go straight from work if you train in the evenings? Yeah. If you can't make a gym session, can you then have a contingency plan or so backup? So if you miss your gym session because you're stuck in traffic or you miss yoga or whatever else it is, can you go for a run or a walk or can you do an online class? Yeah. You know, there's loads of stuff on like YouTube, like giving yourself more flexibility leads to better results. Yeah. Like, yeah. again, getting away from the idea that things have to be perfect. Like, yeah. good enough. Do you know what I mean? It, it takes you such a long way. That's it. Like, trying to perform at peak level of, I don't know, I wake up at this time and I do this. Like, what is it? Mark Wahlberg's regime where he's like, Did we it gets up, real? no, not a chance. Gets up at 3 a.m., does 1,000 push-ups and this, whatever. Shut up, Mark, you dickhead. Um, but, I mean, it might be a little bit easier if someone's, cooking your food for you and all that shit well but, yeah exactly he's not a normal person yeah so it's like and then you always get the uh i don't know average joe wanting to try and uh, mirror that and it's like yeah but you've also got a job got a dog to look after yeah kids to look after whatever it might be and you've got to um, you've got to have that in your head and um, that all stacks up again against kind of not against you but against the whole the whole dream of waking up at 3am doing a thousand push-ups and whatnot so is the difference between like being an adult and having adult responsibilities and just being like a teenager or like being in like your early 20s when you literally didn't have a care of the world? Yeah, yeah. I don't, maybe you're still living at home, yeah. so you had loads of like disposable income all the time. You're like, do you know what I mean? Like, whatever it is, it's like you've got to be realistic. I mean, it's got to fit in. You don't want to be adding like more and more of stress like to your daily life. Like, no. here's stuff that you enjoy, like whatever that looks like, and it's going to be providing the benefit for you. Yeah, that's like I remember years ago when there. Uh... Is it snowing? Oof, picturesque out here and it's about to go. Has Mark got a grow going on here? Joking. Yeah. It's all it's all dead outside. They've got a proper suspect. We have uh, to we have to put that um, that kind of like rudimentary fence across because they kept shitting in the raised beds, the dogs. I've like, not putting asparagus seeds in that when it's full of dog shit. <laughs> you you can't that. grow weed if your dog's <laughs> shitting in it. Um, oh well, I'm gonna go somewhere. Sorry. I'd have no idea where I'm going. It's snowing. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, be more adult with your goals and expectations. Mm. I was going to go for one more question. Um, where is it gone? What should your focus be as you get older? Oh, being as independent and having as good a quality of life for as long as you possibly can. Mm. So I think when you're younger, like we, they say this, don't they, like, um, Youth is wasted on the young because you don't fully appreciate yeah. it until you start getting older. Um, but just being able to do the basic stuff, like getting up off the floor, getting yourself out of a bath, like getting yourself off the toilet. Yeah. I know this sound, it sounds a bit daft saying it now, but it's so important. So having strength means you can be independent for longer. So you'll be able to do these things because a lot of the time, you know, when old people, they kind of like, they fall. Yeah. Um, it's that being immobile. Um, that is the the kind of like the downfall it's that loss of independence yeah. do you know what i mean that loss of purpose yes. um that you know can lead to kind of um well not the outcomes that you want anyway yeah. Yeah. so yeah just like just 
training to to be strong and yeah. like celebrating all the things that your body allows you to do being able to move being able to walk run like climb like whatever it is yeah. so that i honestly love it when we like go hiking and uh and like you see people out there like that are in their 70s 80s whatever, still getting after it and things like that. I'll, I'll always remember when i went to uh bryce canyon with my mom and like it was funny with my mom because i'll be honest with her i was a bit harsh on her because it was quite a high altitude and she was a bit puffed out and I was like giving a shit about like training and stuff. Um, but there was a guy there, there was like 81, right? And this guy was marching to the top of like the little trail and everything. He had his family with him. So he had his missus with him, his daughter, and I think their grandson as well. And he just left them all for dead. He's got like his cool American fire pilot jacket on as well. And he just gets to the top, just sparks up a little roll up and just smokes it there. And I'm just like, you motherfucker and he's like yeah he's done this his whole life he goes out running he goes out walking i think he's like 81 this year and i'm like that's, amazing. that's brilliant that i would love to be able to do that yeah. do you know what i mean if i could if i could still be doing that maintaining like exercise and being independent and strong and it's a great so the the more muscle you have like later in life it's a great predictor of kind of like longevity yeah do you know what i mean because it helps with um you know decreasing like all cause um mortality so all risks of kind of death Resistance training is fantastic because obviously it helps facilitate that, but any kind of movement, staying active. I do, uh, I think, like, if we're going back to being motivated, um, not motivated, but, you know, as a, as a, yeah, that purpose, yeah, yeah, it's like knowing the benefits of training for when I get to 65, 70, 101, whatever. No, whatever it might be, and just knowing that in, like, the foundations you've set up for the past however many years you've been training should pretty much help, obviously. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think the younger the start, the, the younger you start, sorry, the greater the benefit. Yeah. But the brilliant thing about resistance training is there isn't, it's never too late yeah. to start to start seeing a benefit from it. Well, look at the, we look at the, uh, the All Stars program at the gym, yeah. um, what Ellie runs, and again, Watching Brian Hamer when he came for a hike with us up um, up in Till somewhere. Just watching, just little things like just stepping up a big step, you know, like to push off on one leg and stuff. And get, and I'm sure I even saw him do a few jumps. If single leg work. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's single leg work, that's right. Don't be shy of it, guys. Um, you see the benefits there. So that's there. That's what you want in it. You want to be able to do those kind of things. Go for a hike, spark up a roll up at the top and look down on your family as if they're peasants. Yeah, I'm 81, you motherfuckers, and I still win. In my bomber jacket, I look sick. Brilliant. Well, tell you what, done well there considering your dog was barking at me when I came in. Do you know what he's trying to look at? Yeah, I'm dying to stroke him. I'm still not stroked him. I mean, George came up and he's like, yo, homie. Oh, George, I remember you. But Ron has not been in the gym. Because he's a. I took him for a walk. He's a head case. No, we met when he barfed up in the back of your car. So yeah. So do, do we have any more questions from Sean or are they? Oh, this is. I feel like we're. I feel like we're gonna have to uh, wrap it up. use. I feel like no. I feel like we'd have to use them over the course of the next five podcasts. He's gone in quite a lot. I think he's gone from the perspective of a newbie as well. There with some of them questions. Okay, maybe yeah. there's some questions he's been. Yeah, he's exactly. Been... Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you've ever got any questions, bye. By all means, pop away, send us a message, and uh, we'll try and answer them best we can. Um, and if you are enjoying the podcast, then please share it with your yeah. friends. Or, you know, if you're not enjoying it, share it with people you don't like. Guys, at um, least 
guys, at least, yeah, if you don't like, if you think it's shit and you don't like them, send them. Um, but yeah, send us some feedback so I can screenshot it, promise story, and um, like that. And also, just share the motherfucker. Please, stop telling me you like it. Share it. Show me you like it. Show everyone. Show everyone. And get some questions in. Yes. Right. Peace out. Motherfuckers.